Okay, my voice is ready. Ladies and gents, welcome back. This is the first official early morning green hour of the Kurt Manfred and Stu Loretti hour show of green edition. Holy fuck, that was a goddamn seizure of an intro. <laughs> just, I don't even know what we're called anymore, man. Just butchering it every day. I think the problem is when we conceived of the podcast, we the name itself was a joke, and then the problem is we didn't actually think we'd do this many episodes and actually, like, really do it. It was like, yeah, we'll record, like, a single episode of a podcast. And, and then... We're like, fuck, we're stuck with this ridiculous name that doesn't mean anything. Well, I, I think I love, though, how we just spent, like, I think we spent more time trying to pick a name than we actually did figuring out what this podcast is and, like, what it's going to be about. Well, we spent no time figuring out Zero. what it is. That's, that's the key to the pod, is that we have, we've never known. I think in our first episode, we, we had, like, an outline of topics that we just never touched upon. Cause like not a single not, one, nothing. No, no. Uh, Danny Trejo taco truck. Um, nope. Points. No. Um, I think we we're going to talk about starships or something at one point. Um, yep. Anne of Green Gables and her relation to Transformers. We were going to touch on that. We never did. That's that's a hefty topic too. Lot to dig into there. Because you know, I want to hit that up one day. Yeah, there's a lot of um, people aren't aware of the fact that the Anna Green Gables universe is intrinsically entwined with Transformers and Shia LaBeouf's life. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, specifically it's not with something... the Shia LaBeouf edition. Yeah, and, and Megan Fox and all that. It, it's just not something that's been touched upon in um, modern culture, and I'm, I'm not really sure why that is. Um, it should be, like, you know those pop culture classes people take in university? I think yeah. instead of studying, like, the early history of rock and roll and Chuck Berry, they should look at the historical, um, I guess, analysis of how Transformers was heavily influenced by Anne of Green Gables. Yeah. There's a yeah, lot that's, of comparisons that you can make. I'm not going to go into it because, again, it's for another episode, but just think about it. Yeah. It's an important study. I actually uh, – this just came to mind. So I remember you would have been – because you're two, two years older, so there's a bit – you might not be able to quite relate to this, but I don't know what year the the – Train. I don't. Was it a reboot? I don't. I'm not actually a Transformers guy. The movie. The first movie was with Shia and Megan Fox. Yeah. And it has. I don't remember the plot. I know there's a scene where the car breaks down. Right. Is it the car that becomes the Transformer? And Megan Fox like knows how to fix it or something. I just remember, and I might begin my timelines mixed up here, but it feels like it was this way. In grade six, for me. The movie Cars came out, like the animated movie with Owen Wilson. Didn't that come out in like 2006? And yeah, I was in grade six. You were f 12 years old in grade six? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So you could argue by grade six, a little too old to go see Cars. Yeah. Um, But I had a friend at the time who was super into Cars, not the movie franchise because it hadn't existed yet but like, like physical cars, cars. Like he was like he wanted to date yeah. a car he was so into it he wanted to kind of like that man seeking woman episode he wanted to fuck a car right no uh he he's a car guy so even at a young age so despite the fact and he was more like into 
you know, when you hit that, like, 12 years old, some people are into puberty, some people are not, some people have more advanced interests, some people Some like Dragon Ball Z, some like Dragon Ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Um, <laughs> so he wanted to go see Cars. I was like, okay. So we went to go see Cars, and I feel like, you know, so, like, two 12-year-old boys going to see Cars, and then we went to, like, Jack Astor's or Boston Pizza or some shit after. I, I'm Great so, I'm night. Not, Fantastic. I'm not going back to Jack Astor's again. I'm, I'm not Love talking about this. I'm done. It was definitely Jack Astor's because we definitely drew Lightning McQueen on the oh, table you after. disgust me. I know. Animal. I disgust myself. Here's, here's the plot twist of this story. I swear to God, it felt like two weeks later, Transformers came out. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably wrong. I'm, I'm going to Google it right now. I don't know what year it came out, Transformers. I, th- I think it came out 2007 or 2008. Okay. Um, so about a year, because a year or two after Cars. It felt like it was immediately – yeah, I just Googled Transformers. Oh, 2007. Okay. So pretty close. It felt like a very short amount of time had passed between the two movies. And I know for guys my age – 12 year old we children at that point like 13 and and megan fox is in that movie and it's kind of a like whoa okay right after cars that's a it's a big jump and i went to go see the two i didn't well, go see yeah i mean jumping from an animated film to seeing like live action humans is, is always pretty jarring so I, yeah I and we hadn't seen live action humans before no so i can understand you're like oh my god like shia labeouf Megan, like, real people exist yeah in a movie but with it was like cars it, and it was a movie that was an action movie but also presenting like uh y- you know there's a, a sexual romantic storyline that cars well well no i, I saw arguably. a thing recently cars yeah, cars flashing. Had this, I saw this article. Yeah, the yeah. flashing. There's a lot of like adult references yeah, in those movies. It's like if you watch was, any Pixar old Disney movie, dude, as an adult, y- there's a lot. Like, go watch Shrek. It's a filthy film. It is yeah, disgusting. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I just remember that the time difference between going to see Cars, a movie that was decidedly too young for us, and Transformers, a movie that if you had not sort of like, if you f- were still very childlike and not really reaching puberty mm-hmm. it was almost it had elements that were like you know pushing your um your boundaries or kind of like opening you up to new things well and i swear to god i saw them within like two weeks of each other well like not not that's a very not that i would condone <laughs> it but have you seen the newer transformer movies Oh no no no! I don't I don't. Yeah, I like, think I saw that one Transformers, and that was the end. Yeah. Of it. So what I, I I may have happened to glance upon them when they were on television one day as I scroll through the channels, they have made them, like Michael Bay has made these Transformer movies disturbingly more adult. So you think you're going to go see Optimus Prime, you know, fight Starscream, whatever? I don't really know my Transformers history, but they have the robots pretty much. Um, so he can make it PG thirteen. He made the robots exactly like anatomically like humans so they have movies where like megatron literally tears the head off another robot and like oil spurts out like blood and everything and it's it's like so Phenomenal. visceral and disturbing for children but oh it's a robot alien ah, it's it's fun it's cool but like no they're they're like decapitating them ripping limbs off pulling their hearts out but they can get away with it just because it's kids and i think in cars too there's that one scene I think it's I think it's Cars 2, um, where they they have like the spy 
on one of those freighter ships, and he's he's being interrogated, and they like burn him to death or something. See, I don't think I saw Cars two because it's the class is it Pixar? It's the classic Pixar thing where you release a film, it does really well, and then you're like, you know what would make this more successful? If we waited 29 years to make a sequel <laughs> yeah. and have an entire generation of fans that we built up with the first movie be like, they're dead of old age, and now we're going to make a new film. Like, but Cars worked. 2 came out, and I was like 48 years old. I'm like, yeah. I don't care anymore. But it worked perfectly for Toy Story. Because it was it it was for my generation, my age. You're you know a little too young to understand. No, I, no, I saw. No, I, I. The nineties were. I know the story of the toys. Yeah, fine, but whatever. But like it, it, it timed perfectly for people my age. We had Toy Story. You know, we were what three years old. A couple years later, Toy Story two, and then about fifteen years later, it just so happened that Toy Story three coincided with the summer where we were all going to university, same as Andy. So we could actually relate more than people like you. And then obviously they came out with the unnecessary Toy Story 4. But I, I'm waiting for about 38 years from now for Cars 4 to come out when they have like yep. the first um, anatomically correct robotic self-driving car that we're all going to own. We're going to have like Transformer mm-hmm. Teslas. And we're probably going to just shed tears of joy and, and sadness because we can relate to Andy uh, becoming a robotic animatronic vehicle oh okay so in this case you're you're expecting a cars toy story crossover uh with probably aspects of the terminator oh and not transformers well transformers uh but just in their robot forms not the cars interesting you're looking for like a really you're looking for the kind of crossover that i i this is such an obscure reference did you ever seen the scene of uh parks and rec with Pat Oswalt, yeah, where he does a filibuster, yeah. Did you see the lawn take of that? No, but is that when he just improvises? Yeah. So there's a video on YouTube. If people haven't seen it, I highly suggest it. It is the most insane uh, improv I've ever seen. Pat Oswalt just steps up to the mic for his scene in Parks and Rec. In the episode, they cut it down to like two minutes. Yeah. In real, like the take is like 15 minutes <laughs> of him just making up this batshit crazy crossover thing between um, Star Wars, then Marvel, then he brings in um, fucking X-Men. I'm not into that whole universe, but like, and this was, I'm pretty sure this is before Disney bought like everything. Right, right. So he was suggesting a crossover that is now possible now that Disney owns like, it owns Marvel, it owns Star Wars, probably owns X-Men, it owns you, it owns me, it owns our future children. You know. That's Disney. Um, That's Disney, baby. Um, So, yeah, he just goes on for like 15 (laughs) fucking minutes on it. It's incredible. It's, it's nuts. And he never slows. No, he's he's so good at improvising. Yeah. Well, yeah. if if we're gonna talk about crossovers, I th- I, I got to bring something up. I, okay. All right. So, funny enough, I was actually uh, reading something the other day, and I just so happened to stumble upon one of the world's greatest crossovers I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm sure you know about the Riverdale gang. You know Archie, Jughead, Veronica, Betty, Reggie, yeah. those guys. So. Um, I found that, like, I think it was beginning, like, the early 90s, they started putting Archie and the gang into some, like, incredibly odd um, misadventures. 
um, with very different characters. There was like Archie meets Kiss, Archie meets um, the Punisher and whatnot. But I, I, I found a very lovable one. Um, it came out in 2015. It was uh, created by Dark Horse Comics. I think they do like Watchmen and all that. I'm not a comic guy. It's just, just for my research. Um, and this was a crossover called Archie versus Predator. Okay, <laughs> that's that's incredibly ill-advised. So, I, I read it. I found it online. I read it. It is it. It's so odd and disturbing because what they do is they take the actual animation of the Archie style, you know, the jolly, lovable, bright-eyed children, whatever, and you yeah. just get to see them brutally and gruesomely murdered. Um, you have scenes of Pop Tate getting his head blown apart. Uh, Dilton and Jughead get their heads and spines ripped out from their body. Uh, I think Archie like, gets eviscerated. and it, It's just like strange and quirky and um, incredibly sadistic. But um, I then found out that it's not the only crossover the Predator's been in, surprisingly. Predator has met Batman, Superman, Tarzan. Um, Archie has met Sharknado, the film. That was an interesting what? one. Yeah, wasn't that recent? Yeah, yeah, but they did. They did. So a they crossover. pivoted. They did Archie and Sharknado, and then they pivoted. And like, you know what? I think we should make a successful TV show from this. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, I don't. I don't see the logic of thinking there, but okay. I, I don't understand it. Um, but I, I, I just kind of got thinking. Like, all right, if you can put Archie and Predator in the same universe, I'm thinking like, what else would you cross over? What would be the world's greatest crossover of all time? I want to see uh, as much as I I enjoyed his performance and 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 really you know dug him in the movie. I'd like to see Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow take over for Adam Driver in Marriage Story. If anyone saw that right. movie, uh, haven't seen it. It's a not, great movie. Not it's a divorce. Okay, th- fair <laughs> enough. Uh, it's a divorce drama with uh, Adam Driver and uh, Scarlett Johansson playing a couple that are. In the process of getting divorced, I'd like to see Jack Sparrow uh, negotiating his way through uh, the custody of his children mm-hmm. uh, through a rather messy divorce hearing. But would you rather see it as Johnny Depp playing Jack Sparrow? So in the film, everyone knows it's Johnny Depp, but he's playing the character. Oh, that's beautiful. So it's like and, a meta and, level. And, they, and they're like, why are you in character yeah. as Jack Sparrow? And it's like something he's doing to cope with the situation. Exactly, like a ch- yeah. Like a child would do. I love that. Yeah, that's a really good it'd, crossover. It'd be, like, it'd be like a Robin Williams kind of film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, uh, what was the, what's the fucking movie where he plays a goddamn nanny or something? Mrs. Doubtfire? You haven't seen Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, you sick I haven't seen Mrs. Doubtfire. I have seen Patch Adams. Yeah, you're not missing much there. No, no. Oh, I've seen it. Oh, you have seen it. I thought you... I have seen it. I've seen Patch Adams. Yeah, you're not missing it. It's not great. No, no. (laughs) Well... I may have even seen Flubber, so... Terrible film. The original, though, with Jerry Jerry Lee Lewis, whatever his name is. Great film. Isn't that guy like a pedophile or something? No, 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 not at all. He's not... Jerry Lewis? I'm thinking of the I'm thinking of a different guy. I think he just died actually. Well, so I was thinking like world's greatest crossover. How, how can you beat Archie versus Predator? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But I was thinking, all right, so let's go through the obvious crossovers. You know, what I will say first yeah. is I like I like how if you just sort of run that off 
real quick, Archie versus Predator. Someone might miss here as Alien versus Predator and be like, yes, sign me up. Yeah. I'm going to watch that. I heard that's a great film. And then, then they turn it on. They're like, what in the actual fuck is going on here? There actually was. Why is Archie <laughs> there... being beaten with his own spine? There was a comic. It was Superman and Batman versus Aliens and Predator. <laughs> that's a lot. Do you remember the movie, uh, oh, Cowboys versus Aliens? Yes. Oh my God, with Daniel what Craig. Drug fueled binge came up with that. Uh, John like, Favreau. <laughs> Oh, riding, oh, I think it was riding. probably riding on the high of the first uh, Iron Man. Yeah, fuck me, man. What the fuck? <laughs> Great movie. Great concept. I d- horrible I movie. Saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Just like what was the I like why would you make that? It'd be like like you take Red Dead Redemption and throw in great. the and throw oh, in the X Files. Yeah, <laughs> like fucking stupid, ridiculous. I love it though. I love yeah. it. Oh my god! So yeah, so I I was thinking like for my cross my crossover, I, I you know I was going through the obvious ones. You know, you cross over toilet paper and razor wire, uh, right? Cu- cucumbers and razor wire. I don't know, um, oxygen and you know LSD. You know the obvious ones that people would think of, right? But that, so every time you breathe in, you get high. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but difficult I, way to live. I was thinking, yeah, like it, it has to be a little easier to deal with but also i want it to be something that everyone has to experience and it's like completely unavoidable um right so i i figured that what if you crossed over like human emotions so every time you feel one thing you feel another one and i was thinking one of the most uncomfortable crossover of human emotions could be like guilt and arousal so (laughs) well i feel like a lot of people have that i think that's actually just a common I mean, I, I get guilty every time I'm aroused. If, like, imagine every time you feel bad about doing something or, you know, someone's, like, guilting you into something, you, you kind of get a little turned on. And it's, it's uncomfortable. It's awkward. It's unavoidable. Everyone has to deal with it. On, I think you've just touched on something that's a very real emotion for a lot of people. But I feel like that's maybe part of the BDSM community. I, I don't There's know. There's this weird humiliation, guilt sort of fetish thing going on there. Guilt fetish. Oh, God. Yeah, I think that's a hundred. <laughs> like, you know, uh, why do we have the 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 the, the school teacher uh, fucking thing that you see in 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 those um, those dirty, dirty, dirty films? You 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 constantly see the whole stereotype of the, the the teacher or whatever because the teacher's punishing the student. That's that is that is guilt. It it could lead to some pretty disturbing implications, like. Imagine, you know how little kids like to like burn ants with magnifying glasses? Yeah. I mean, that could obviously lead to a breed of uh, tons and tons of just future serial killers. And it has. It has, yeah. I mean, look look at the, you know, the famous ones. Um, John Williams, uh, Steven Seagal. Yep. Uh, yep. Very famous in their movies. Chris Christopherson. Chris, Christopher, Chris, Christopher's, Christopher's. Yep. I, Any, anyone named Christopher? Anyone. Pretty much. Sorry, Chris, if you're out there, apologize. Yeah, I have a buddy named Chris, but oh, that's embarrassing. You have a friend yeah, for him. <laughs> Been trying to lose those lately. Yeah, seriously, in this day. Ah, uh, fuck people. Fuck people. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. That's the podcast. <laughs> yep. That's uh, fuck people, and we're going out on that. No, I, I, I'm trying to think of. Uh, 
I would like to cross over the way I dressed one day in grade three, which was uh, a fully sparkly green Adidas tracksuit, and I dyed my hair spiky green. I like to cross that over okay. with a um, attending. That. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a different time. It was 2003. So you were like uh, a, a punk, I guess like a punk figure skating know-it-all nerd who thought you looked better than everyone else even though you were no it was it was like a day no 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 no. it it, it was i don't remember what the theme of the day was but there was some sort of like dress up silly or it wasn't a costume day it wasn't halloween it was some weird sort of thing it was monday this monday it was a monday it was just a regular monday (laughs) and i misinterpreted the meaning of monday and i came dressed in a sparkly green adidas tracksuit and i was probably wearing i never had heelys but i was probably wearing like velcro shoes and uh, my hair was dyed green and i'd like to cross that over with attending the funeral of someone i i kind of know more like a a family friend of a friend like a distant sort of i may have met them once you're not gonna cry there but you're gonna look out of place dressed like a human celery Exactly, exactly. That's what I'd like to cross over. Interesting. So you would just yeah. show up to people's funerals who you vaguely know, dressed so outlandish that you are now the center of attention. Yeah, I dressed like someone who got kicked out of Limp Biscuit. to <laughs> throw it back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you think that you would be doing this to, uh, I guess, lift the spirits of people there? Or would you be nope. doing it just to be that guy? I'm peacocking. Yeah, okay. If you know the term. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see it. Okay. Yeah, no, no better place to peacock than a funeral. And you, and you, and you're gonna be the one that's there, and you're like, yeah, I didn't have time to, you know, change or or something. They're like, but you clearly had two hours to put this outlandish uniform together. Yeah, but well, the great thing, it, it, the tough thing about a funeral is it, they happen quickly. Yeah. Um, and it's you in certain situations you can get away with the excuse, oh, I didn't have better clothes, maybe I was on a trip, whatever. There are other situations where there's more warning. You show yeah. up to a wedding underdressed, it's difficult a to find a reason why because you had an invitation given to you like a year in advance. Yeah, I mean, if, if what happened, if you're taking six months to stitch together some sort of uh, uh, rhinestone encrusted, green haired spectacle of a of a outfit, I don't even know what it looks like. Yeah, you you should probably not go to that wedding. You should be disinvited. Yeah, yeah. I I also want to show up. Hmm. I want to like go to Service Ontario mm-hmm. to get a new driver's license picture dressed as like Elton John at his most Elton Johnish. Like literally you dressed I mean? as a peacock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because I think he did that. <laughs> he and did. Like huge sunglasses yeah. and rhinestone and the whole shebang and i walk in and you know what's even better i walk in to get my picture and they're like what the fuck and then as soon as they go to take the picture i i i strip it all off and i'm dressed underneath yeah just regular and they're like what was that for (laughs) or you you wear you wear like those gigantic novelty sunglasses they're like you sir you have to remove those you take them off you just have a smaller pair of the novelty sunglasses (laughs) something that fits in the frame 
that's yeah i i like the idea of crossing over like ridiculous forms of dress with rather serious situations yeah like imagine going yeah. going to like i don't know your first uh job interview and you're dressed like tarzan yeah i mean depending what you're going for if you're going to go work at dairy queen maybe they'll hire you i don't know what their hiring practices are there i don't either i've never applied to dairy queen um <laughs> I would like to, when I was, I'm I doing a lot of throwbacks to older pod episodes here. I, when I was young, like 19 or 20, I dressed as uh, Donald Duck for um, Who's that? Halloween. Uh, Donald Duck? Yeah. He's, he's the, uh, he's a duck. Uh, it's Disney. Yeah. yeah. It's Disney. It's in the world of <laughs> fucking Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah. I took, I'm like, where does that come from? Yeah, it's a fucking uh, Disney character that has, he never has any pants, but he also has like no um, sexual organs. So it's, I guess it's fine. He's an anim- um, animated, animatronic, anatomically animated correct Robocar. Yeah. No, like the magic school Yeah, I mean, you, you missed. Yeah, you kind of took a swing. You sort of, you missed the ball. It wasn't even yeah, a foul but ball. But he, he's a sentient, uh, he's a sentient being. Duck. From yeah. the, pla- the planet Duckville. Uh, Duckville, yeah. I uh, dressed as him uh, for Halloween, and I, I would like to emancipate from my parents and show up to the, the court hearing mm. dressed in my Donald Duck costume from when I was like eight years old or eight's too old i was probably like four would you also have like a propeller hat and one of those gigantic novelty lollipops yep yeah yeah and they'd be like why are you emancipating you from your parents and like the answer is evident in the clothing like this guy is like out to lunch it's like if anything you need to get re-emancipated because you're the most childish person i've ever seen trying to divorce yourself (laughs) from your own parents yeah you're coming to court with a lolly (laughs) okay that reminds me of something i want to talk about um so I don't know if I've mentioned this either on the pod or just in real life to you. There's this guy who, and this is entirely real, there's this guy who lives near me. Like, fucking, if I yell loud enough, he'll probably hear. I think he lives just a few houses down. So he's, and he's your neighbor. He's my neighbor. Right. Uh, now, is he a horse? Of, uh, close. He dresses every single day as Spider-Man. Okay, a lot of questions about that. Yeah, uh, so first of all, fire away. Which which Shoot. version of Spider-Man? We talking 1960s, um, 2004? No, 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 no. I it's like a pretty modern-looking costume. Like I haven't seen the Tom Holland ones. The last ones I saw were um the Andrew Garfield ones. Like it, I don't know. It's it's the 2000s era okay. of, you know, it's it's somewhere in the between Tobey Maguire and Andrew Holland. Right. Andrew Holland, I combined them now. Um, so uh, second question, where does he get them made and how much do they cost? I have no idea. Haven't spoken to the guy, and I'll get into that more. Okay, third question. Can you ask him and let me know? I don't want to talk to him. Uh, He is a guy who looks to be about in the ballpark of our age. I'd say late 20s. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's this tall uh, Asian guy, very thin. So he dresses every single day as Spider-Man, and he rides a skateboard. That's cool. Uh, Skateboarding's hip. You're going to you're going to you're gonna change your tune in a minute here. So he's passed by me. (laughs) He's passed by me a number of times and he smells fucking terrible. Like he smells like instead of a shower in his home, Mm -hmm. it's it's a 
it's the dumpster of like a fucking Greek restaurant and he fell into it and then he couldn't quite get himself out. And so he sort of struggled around in the dumpster for a while in his Spider-Man costume before well, that's, finally hmm, interesting. crawling out. Because as Spider-Man, you feel like he would have the ability to climb on the walls of the dumpster. Would, you would think. That's the but power. Obviously done. Uh, and he gets around on a skateboard, so clearly the powers haven't translated through the costume. Well, that's but, what the, he's hoping for. Yeah. See, so, Spider-Man never really had powers to begin with. He, he made all that mostly. He made his webs and all that. So this dude just needs to get. I don't know that that's true. Yeah, he he could. I think he could climb walls, but the webs were not real. Those he made. So this guy just needs to go to MIT and learn some knowledge of extreme advanced spider web making techniques. Yeah, there's no way he's going to MIT. Well, he should. this guy, this guy, I think makes a living by going to large public areas like main like Yon and Dundas like Square. Square. Yeah, except yeah. except the Dundas, so it's like less, but it's like it's our version. Yeah, and where, sorry, where like, is that? What? Where where is it? Dundas Square. Yeah, what is that? It's a square. Oh, okay, got it. Sorry, no, I was thinking when you I was thinking different when shape. you like say like I I I oh yes, of course. <laughs> so he, I've seen him do two different activities that are extremely polarizing. Mm-hmm. And this is why I wanted to get into it. I've seen him in Dundas Square posing for pictures with children, and then he gets tips. Yeah, that's that kind that's of whole standard. thing. Yeah. I've also seen him try to mug an old man who would just come out of the grocery store. Well, yeah, because he didn't pay for his picture. Nope. <laughs> nope. He just rode up to the guy and accosted him with his skateboard. And... I was across the street, and I'm dead. This is 100. I'm dead serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I believe you were across the street. And I was like, I should do something. But then there was other people that were much closer, and they saw this go down, and they kind of stepped in. It was this old guy walking with like a cart full of groceries, and the Spider-Man guy just came up to him and sort of started grabbing his shit. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man's got to like, eat too, man. The Spider-Man does have to eat, but. Uh, I was like, I, 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 I had a feeling that this guy was a piece of shit, and then I knew at that moment, this guy's a piece of shit. So you're telling me you live next door to a mugging, but also charming Spider-Man. So he, he smells fucking. He awful. smells awful, but he's got he's and got, rides a skateboard and rides a sweet skateboard. It's a very fully realized character. Yeah, I've painted a very like full portrait of a man. I can imagine him wearing a sequin rhinestone encrusted Spider-Man outfit that he made himself. Uh, he got invited to a Halloween party about three years prior, but when he showed up, everyone re- everyone kind of did the thing where he wasn't actually invited, but they invited him because they knew he'd be the only one to wear a costume. Yep. And so he showed up, they all made fun of him, and he kind of vowed revenge to now always be Spider-Man and to embrace this persona. And he would go around mugging people, but it was a metaphor for mugging his, I guess, well-likedness back. He was, he was stealing that from people and right. he's kind of made a living you know, reenacting tony hawk's pro skater uh with the persona of because spider-man was a secret unlockable character in tony hawk's 2 so i'm going off that this is some <laughs> long-winded conspiracy that he is an advertisement for the upcoming <laughs> remastered edition of tony hawk's pro skaters one and i think two 
I, I've seen him doing this for like two years now. So you think that this guy was that far ahead of the curve of this remastered game. I'm just thinking, he as, was like, as I'm going with this, it's all coming together. The gears are clicking. Like, the cogs are turning. Right. So, okay, okay, okay. I mean, do you think it's possible, on the other hand, maybe he's just a piece of shit? Could be, could be. But hear me out. Hear me out. This is Toronto. I mean, I think it's one of the world's greatest marketing fair amount of those. I mean, I don't know how many other people know about this guy. I mean, I'm well aware of him because as soon as I exit my house, he whips by on a skateboard and it smells like a, a, a fucking broccoli truck crashed into a fucking truck full of used diapers. But you're talking about it. You're thinking about it. Every day when you leave your house, don't you find it odd? How can I not think about but it? But don't you find it weird that every single time you leave your house, he happens to skate by? He's getting in your head. He's getting in there. He's digging oh, deep with his claws. He's putting that skateboard there's, in your thoughts. There's so many facets to this guy's persona that it just rattles around in my brain like a goddamn ping pong table. Like he he's dressed as Spider Man, and he smells really bad, and he mugs people, but he also <laughs> takes pictures with children, and he rides on a skateboard, and he <laughs> might be part of a very long winded marketing campaign for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Two, one and two, four, one and two. I don't know. And he's and his his activities have preceded the announcement of that video <laughs> game. But it's very possible that he's a tie into it. It's there's so much to unpack, and he lives close to me. And when you put all that together, I just uh, I I see him go by, and then I fall into the chair on my patio, and I just sort of collapse, <laughs> and I'm unable to move for like three to six hours because I'm like I have so much to unpack every single time. I'm just saying, like by. I don't believe in a lot of conspiracy theories, but uh, this one's starting to grow on me. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, go go look at Tony Hawk's Instagram. You you might be pleasantly surprised. I have noticed Tony Hawk. He's got a new masterclass that's been advertised mm-hmm. to me a lot. I, I see, see, advertised to you specifically. I'm telling you. Well, I had a Spider-Man. Brief stint He's getting with, in your head. I had a brief stint with skateboarding when I was probably in elementary school, and then I think I went to like, like I had a phase. Like I went to West Forty Nine. Oh, you remember d- that everyone? Place. Man, I got. I still probably have shoes from there. Yeah, I went to West Forty Nine. I I bought a skateboard. I spent some good money on it. And I couldn't do shit. I could barely stand on the thing. And then I think we, we, my family went on a trip, and the skateboard got stolen. Oh, while see, we were gone. And now you're thinking about that skateboard every day of your life. The slow burn marketing no. campaign. Then when you saw Spider Man on that skateboard, it reignited your passion for the four wheeled awesome board that you that you lost back in the day. And he's getting no. I'm more of a. I feel like I'm more. I'm. I've aged. I'm more into like a Vespa sort of thing. I don't want to have to push. I don't want to have to push. Who's to say that Vespas won't be in the remaster? Just saying. That would be a very different version of the game. Just saying. Really hard to do a kickflip. Yeah, but if you could pull that off, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Very heel flip on the Vespa. Kickflip a Vespa. (laughs) I've actually noticed, and this is this is actually a beautiful uh, transition to something else I want to talk about. I've noticed a lot of people on the streets now, like the. The Vespa is a is a big thing. It's 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 rising. Mm. It's rising with the Segway and what's the Segway? But there's no handlebars. Unicycle. Um, it looks like a unicycle, but there's no seat. You're it's like a wheel. Oh, the hoverboards and, and pedals. Kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of. It's not really a board. It's like a huge wheel and uh-huh. then two foot things on the side, and it's motorized. So and it's a no motorized idea. unicycle. 
Yeah, and there's no seat. You're just standing. I have no idea. It's it's ridiculous. It, it's the most futuristic thing I've ever seen. And there's people whipping by in them. But then there's also like old where, Italian. Where do you live? Women. Like Silicon Valley? Where have you seen this thing? Uh, probably Silicon Valley. Everyone's tits are fake here. No. Um. Uh. I don't know. I think I just live in this weird sort of <laughs> area that's like a crossover of like old like Sicily with like the. Uh, Italians on Vespas and then like young hipsters riding these like fucking hoverboard unicycles down I the street and then there's also a Spider-Man on a skateboard <laughs> like there's a lot happening in my neighborhood and every time I go out of the house I feel like I'm gonna have a heart attack I think you're living in what I consider to be some sort of zone of uh, the world's most concentrated testing market of um, foot-based vehicles so yep. I think you may be in some sort of weird simulation area where they're testing all these different things to advertise and market specifically to people like you. So you're seeing different forms of transportation. You're seeing Spider-Man on skateboards, old people on uh, motorized unicycles. You're seeing Vespas. They're trying to figure out what's the best campaign to target young people in their 20s as the future of motor vehicles. And they must have created some sort of neighborhood that you're living in, you're probably like in a pod somewhere, like the Matrix, living in this fantasy world that's constructed to your own reality. And It's actually more like the Shire. I'm kind of like in an underground hut. You're in an underground hut, yeah, surrounded by yeah. a bubble of technology um, mm-hmm. where people are just testing campaigns vehemently day in and day out on your brain. And one day you're going to come out of this and they're going to have a bet. Are you going to buy the Spider-Man skateboard, the Vespa scooter, the one-wheeled motorcycle, or you're just gonna walk the rest of your life. It's a gamble, but I I, I think I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on myself. Actually, it reminds me of one of the most beautiful, I would call it a marketing misfires that I've ever heard of was, and you you probably heard about this too. Mm-hmm. I think this was last summer. Last summer, Toronto tried offering, um, you know how we have the the bikes that you can rent? Yeah. You just yeah yeah. You ride them. They and tried lock them doing up. this. Yeah, they tried doing the same thing with Segways, mm. and they decided to do a little pilot project where they tested in one area. Guess where they tested it? Young and, and I know this is square. kind of no. That would have actually made more sense. <laughs> they tested it in the fucking distillery district, oh. which is entirely cobblestone. I know. So <laughs> these people thought, you know, what's a brilliant idea? We're gonna take these Segways. And we're gonna only let people use them on cobblestone roads. And when you leave the distillery district, it would like shut down. <laughs> so you could only ride it around there. Like and a shopping cart where it goes past the yellow line. Yeah. And I understand distillery district, you, you can't really bring cars in there, but yeah. like it's fucking cobblestone and it's a segue. And it's like small. that's the like, worst ride. You could walk yeah. from building to building. It's like a two block area. What do you yeah, need what do you need to be lazy for? It's it's insane. Like if you got in a Segway, you'd miss. You'd be like, "Want to go to that coffee shop?" Fuck, we missed it. Yeah. God damn, we're past it. We need to go turn around. And it's cobblestone. So you're like bouncing around <laughs> yeah. like a motherfucker. It's like, no handles. Who you're on a one wheel. Thought. Yeah. No, no, no. This. No, I this, know. These were the ones. Is. Yeah. yeah I know. So like, who, who thought like, oh, you know what the place to do this is? <laughs> the fucking cobblestone roads. The place that looks like old Quebec City. And it's hilly, and it's that's they're, they're probably going to move this pilot project next to Quebec City. I just it's like you know what, <laughs> let's just have them go up and down massive hills yeah. of cobblestone. I just think that if if the creator of something dies while using the device they created, 
probably hmm. not a good idea to start advertising it to the you know the mass public. No, it's, it's probably not a no. you know it's not gonna work. The dude rode I, off a cliff on his own Segway. <laughs> like really, you're gonna start pushing. You know what I want to see? <laughs> I want to see. I don't know who invented the Segway. I'd love to see. Well, you like won't. This you won't huge... see him now. No, but <laughs> I. I wish. That's mean. I wish. I'm the... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the way the product had been uh, launched was. This guy is like, I have my brilliant new invention. There's this huge event. It's it's the future of of, of one man, tr- one woman transportation, one person transportation. He's at the top of, you know, Mount Everest. Old Quebec City. I see. That's almost. It's too. That's too impossibly big. <laughs> Although that also would be good for exactly what I'm about to say. Actually, that would be hilarious. But I'm picturing. Old Quebec City, it's a big hill, basically. Mm-hmm. The whole thing's a cobblestone hill. He's at the the peak, which is, you know, it's not a mountain, but, but like... It's, you know, steep. It's a steep hill that you can walk from a considerable height all the way down to the water. He's on his Segway. The streets are lined with men and women and children excited to see the future of transportation. He gets on his Segway and, like... Hits like the first, the first cobblestone, rock. <laughs> eats shit, and falls down the entire hill, and is completely unable to stop himself. And he's not really on the Segway. His like pant like catches yeah. the Segway and sort of drags it all on down the hill with him. So for like twenty five minutes, he's just sort of falling, and then he just sort of tumbles into the water and just dies. That's, it's, that's realistically probably what happened to him. Yeah, can you imagine? It's like riding a bike down a steep hill. It's like you just don't do it. Be safe, people. Wear a helmet. Wear your knee pads. You know, call call a friend. Call call a friend afterwards (laughs) after the accident has happened or before. Like, hi, I'm I'm riding down a very steep hill. I just want you to know. (laughs) Yeah, I want you to be aware of my location. Yeah. Well, I actually dial nine and one, and then when I say so, (laughs) dial one again. Dial the other one. (laughs) I, I, uh, thank you to the Simpsons for the use of that joke. (laughs) I was, um, I was with my family in, in, uh, Collingwood, Blue Mountain, and we were in a restaurant. And the person we were staying with, my godmother, I guess, knew this guy from town. And this guy rolls in, and he is in the closest thing I've ever seen to a full body cast. Mm, Everything okay. is covered by some sort of medical bandage, cast, whatever. And he he was allowed out of the hospital. Why? I have no idea. I swear to God, he had like a tank attached to him and like crutches. <laughs> and he said he was um, doing like a downhill mountain biking mm-hmm. down Blue Mountain, and it, it was summer. Yeah. And he he ate shit and he hit a pole, like you know the the poles that hold up the um, like the ski poles uh, chair yeah. the chairlift yeah those kill people. He hit one and then just kept bouncing down the hill. And at the time, I had a deep interest in going downhill mountain biking. <laughs> oh, jeez. And that, that kind of quickly negated that interest. Yeah. It kind of nipped that one in the butt before I got to try. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. It also scares me when people like go like longboarding down a really steep concrete hill. I think I'm also yeah. m- probably more afraid of that because there aren't any brakes on like a bike. Right, like if you're going fast on on a longboard, you're you're probably gonna die. Yep, 
More likely than yeah, not. Yeah, no, I'd say. Which is yep. why there's no longboards in Tony Hawk Pro Skater, because they don't want to, you know, potentially influence children to to do that sort of thing. Right. They'd it's rather like you dress up as Spider Man. Exactly. It's like that brilliant scene from uh, Hot Rod. Where yeah. They uh, strap him to the longboard and push him down the hill. Exactly. And, and he yells the safe Danny word. Danny McBride comes in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm breaking. I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day. Oh, oh man, he hit his ass with a parking towel, man. Yeah. God, I go to church every goddamn Sunday. You gonna bring the demons out of me? Oh, there you go, you got him. Not with the trash can, buddy. No, 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 no. You know, it's trash. All right, let's get him off. Okay, 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 okay. okay. No, 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 no. This is my hat now. This is totally my hat. Thank you, The Lonely Island, for sponsoring this segment. Hot Rod, yep. coming to you in theaters 13 years ago. That actually, I, I don't know if you feel this way. Maybe it's because of what, you know, the, the, the career path you and I both intend to head down. But I feel this obligation when there's movies that I'm interested in mm-hmm. that are coming out that maybe, because here's the thing about the movie industry nowadays. It's fucking superheroes. It's fucking Transformers or it's, or it's reboots. Probably reboots or it's probably not that successful yeah and there's these movies that come out and i'm like i have a strong need to promote them to people to go watch them because i'm like if we get people to watch these movies they get continue to be made rather than just like you know fucking transformers 85 yeah so there's this new movie coming out called palm springs okay Transformers. I was gonna say Transformers eighty six, um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. No, uh, yeah. It's, What's it's the deal with that Plums. one? I don't know. It's it's it's. I think it's a mix of Wonder Woman and like um, uh, the book nineteen eighty four. Well, they've done nineteen eighty four to death, so yeah. I'm sorry. Um, no, so it's called Palm Springs with uh, Andy Samberg and uh, what's her name? Is it Christina Milotti? Mil- I don't know how to pronounce her Christopher the, Maloney. The, Christopher Maloney. Uh, no, it's the, it's the mom from How I Met Your Mother. Uh, it's the mother. Uh, Sarah Chalk. Uh, no, she was the other one. Yeah. No. Um, Wait, is this yeah. is this the movie that's a, a knockoff of Spring Breakers? No, it's a not. It, well, it's not a knockoff. It it has a similar plot to Groundhog Day, which is another pod throwback. Yes, our deleted episode. Which oh right, we, we will never we be able to that. release. Yep. The lost yep, episode. Yep. We should do the lost episodes of the Green Hour. Yeah, there's a couple of them. Compile four hours worth of material. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Considering this is only our ninth episode, we have a shocking amount of lost footage (laughs) or lost recordings. We literally have a quarter of our episodes are lost footage. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. Um, Anyways, that movie's coming out in like two weeks and looks really good. I haven't seen it. Hard to promote something you haven't seen, but Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to like mention it. So it's like, okay, people like are going to go see this movie and then they'll make more movies that are good comedies. And mm-hmm. it came up because we mentioned The Lonely Island, and I think right. it was, it's, it's produced by The Lonely Island. So, Well, I guess we could um, also say the same. Fact. If we keep promoting this podcast, we can continue this podcast. So people, go, exactly. a, go to your local cinema, request that they put on Spotify on the big screen, scroll yep. down to the Green Hour with Kurt Manfred Stularetti, like, share, yep. subscribe, tweet, MySpace. You know all the drills. Yeah, definitely... MySpace the shit out of us because we're heavily active on that platform and I yeah. think we might be the only ones. It's like a ghost town, but we're we're number one. You know, 
we're number one. Send us your ICQ, your MSN Messenger. We're on AOL online. Yep. We're around, baby. Just like let us know. Hit hit us up if you want to be on the 100%. next episode. Call it. Call in. We we have our line going right now. Uh, it's open. So callers, let us yep. know. Um, speaking of movies, I just saw one the other night. I'm going to use this as a springboard into a, a topic. So I, I watched that Eurovision Song Challenge movie with yeah, Will Ferrell. No and, interest uh, Rachel in seeing McCann's. that. Not good. Not a good movie. <laughs> I could tell uh, from the, the pictures. Oh, 100%. Uh, I love Will Ferrell, though. I like mm-hmm. Rachel McAdams. So I was willing to sit through it for for that and, and you know for whatever laughs would come with it. Fun fact, but, R- Rachel McAdams was the mean girl in Mean Girls. Oh, I'm well aware. Oh, I'm well aware. It's just some Fucking movie trivia. Regina, Regina George. Yeah. Um, Two first the names. The weird thing. Okay, so I was unaware of what the Eurovision Song Challenge was. Oh, no, it's, even it's as huge. Someone, it's huge, and I'd never heard of it. Never even remotely heard of it. It's because you're an ignorant and North American. I am. I'm a, I'm a goddamn Dane Don. That's yep. what I call myself. Yep. So... As I naturally do after I watch a movie, I went on Wikipedia. I was like, what is this Eurovision Song Challenge? Did you know that Celine Dion won the Eurovision Song Challenge? She is Canadian, and Mm -hmm. she represented Switzerland. That I did not know. Intriguing. Um, I choose to believe that she has a Swiss history. A Swissery, if you will. And she chose to represent her roots, um, considering the Canadians could not compete. I jumped from the Eurovision Song Challenge Wikipedia page to Celine Dion. Couldn't find anything about uh, a Swiss history, but a Swiss history. But uh, I, I just it got me thinking: like, what an odd country to choose to represent it is the most neutral. It's like well, that's probably why to- it's the most neutral country. So she's not really picking a side. She she can't pick France because that's True. given up on her Quebec roots. She can't pick True. like England because that's you know going to offend the French. She's got to st- she's got to stay neutral. Can't pick Romania because that just doesn't make sense. Why not? Because they're not neutral either. They're true. not they're not a true. true neutral. They're a little more I don't know the eastern side of Europe. Swiss Switzerland's right. kind of more in the middle, centralized, neutralized. It's, it's like choosing. It's like what's your favorite color? Beige. Beige is my favorite. Yeah. Color. Oh, okay. That's that tells me nothing about you. Well, like or if you're it tells in, me everything. It's like if you're in an argument between cheese pizza and pepperoni pizza, you just got to say you know I don't eat pizza. Everyone's going to oh. hate you, but you're not picking a side. Exactly. Exactly. I just found it so strange. Like, why did Switzerland need Celine Dion? Do they not have anyone of their own? Um, can you like, name I, someone from Switzerland that's a famous pop singer? No. That's all they got. Uh, no, I can't. Probably the... I, I don't know if I can name anyone from Switzerland. I have to say. <laughs> I, I, I don't I, think I of, even a hockey player. I'm recommending it for hockey players. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who I know for sure is uh, All right, so Swiss. He, here's a list of uh, famous singers from Switzerland. Let me, let me know if any of these guys ring a bell. Um, Tina Turner. Okay. What? <laughs> I thought she what? was American. Okay, we missed the boat. Okay. Um, wow. Okay, Strong she's start. American-born Swiss singer and actress. Okay, we didn't wow. know that. Okay. Um, but going on from Tina Turner, you then have other people such as DJ Bobo, um, <laughs> Michael Vanderheide. DJ Bobo should be a future guest on this podcast. <laughs> DJ Bobo, DJ if, Bobo. if you're out there. DJ Bobo. 
Wait, this is shocking to learn that Tina Turner is uh, American-born Swiss singer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good for her. But Tina, if you want to be our next guest as well, just call in. Sure Let us dead. know. We're on MySpace. Is she dead? I think she's dead. She's not dead. She's 80 years old. She's not old. dead? No. Oh, I thought she was dead. Okay. No. Um, well, didn't know she was alive, didn't know she was Swiss, but... I don't know. It's very like okay. Let me let me pose you this question. Yeah. You are you are posed to enter the Eurovision Song Contest, mm-hmm. but you are a Canadian. What country uh, would you align yourself with that would be in the competition? I think it's almost entirely European countries. Then the odd country that's like like I think Australia is in it now. Like yeah. this, it's mostly European focused though. Um, I would probably choose Monaco. Only because I would like to go visit the Monte Cristo. I've been to Monaco. It's, it's small, fantastic. Small. My nice. teacher bought me a switchblade there. Really? A Swiss yeah. blade? Swoo- no, <laughs> it, uh, it was a weird... It, it, it had Monaco written on it. Uh, a friend of mine broke it in university playing with it. Uh, mm-hmm. And he, he bought it for me. Very illegal. You're not supposed to have a switchblade. No, you, you and, can't. But it was like a... It was a... It was a souvenir and uh he's like you can't buy that i can't allow you to have that on the trip but i can i you can give me the money i'll purchase it and i'll give it to you when the trip is over and you can keep it <laughs> and i'm like that's a pretty good deal so he we, we got the switchblade and then we get off the bus at the end of the trip and my parents are standing there pick me up and then he hands me the <laughs> switchblade which is fucking beautiful thing good for him uh, cbsa yeah, if you're listening <laughs> Yep, that guy's a great teacher. Oh man. Um, yeah. Okay. So what? So you'd represent Monaco. I think I'd go with. Hmm. That's tough. That's tough. I I feel like you you probably have to represent at least some sort of English speaking country, because otherwise they would just be offended. Well. In the movie. They had one of the acts was like. Uh, and I just, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. You know, it's kind of like a Slipknot thing, but like more aggressive. You know, one of those bands where they're dressed in like insane Halloween-esque, like gargoyle goblin fucking like costumes. And it's like death metal with fire. And they're like playing these huge guitars that look like so they're spikes kiss. and shit. It's but more way more aggressive. Insane like they're, clown they're, posse meets kiss. The world's greatest crossover next to Archie meets Predator. Yeah, sure. I I I am not overly familiar with any of these groups. I well, I'm familiar with Kiss, but one of the bands that they showcase for a moment in the movie is like that. And I was like, that's not my thing. But goddamn, that would be fucking insane to be a part of. So whatever country is putting that forth as their act, I would Sweden. like to. It's Sweden. Oh, you're Sweden. probably right. <laughs> well, I think also Sweden's more like Sweden has or this Norway. weird dichotomy. Yeah, like that Scandinavian Viking culture stuff. Yeah. But like I Sweden, see. if it's Sweden, they have that weird dichotomy of like, uh, here's ABBA, and then here's a bunch of grown men dressed as goblins screaming at the top of their lungs. Yeah. It's one or the other. Take your pick. I'm not into death and, metal, but if I am, I'm going with Sweden. Yeah. So. I'm going to say I'd like to be represented. I'd like to represent Sweden. Uh, I like that. Well, Eurovision, if you're out there listening, the Green Hour, we're always available. Stu, Kurt, Manfred, yep. Loretti, we're available for the next Eurovision contest, Monaco versus Death Metal Sweden. Yep. Fight of the century. We're in, baby. Just tweet us. 
we're, we're what here. style of music would you because they're all folk fusion punk folk fusion punk. now fusion is that like thai fusion is that like a food you mix in a food with music genres? like modern yeah modern thai right so so you're performing folk punk while eating thai fusion very new age yeah imagine enya but instead of oh i love enya but instead of ethereal music it's an experience a dinner and a show yeah yeah i used to play this on oh how's it go I used to play that when I ate dinner alone in university. See, you're way ahead of the curve. To she got in your my, head. <laughs> yeah. I, I tried to piss off my roommates by I'd make this enormous meal, and I'd sit at the table and eat it while I played that song on repeat <laughs> until I finished my meal. And it just drove them nuts because I I made so much food that I'd sit there for like an hour just like slowly <laughs> shoveling like rigatoni and sausage into my mouth. While a very way. famous Icelandic dish. Yes, of course. <laughs> I have a lot of Iceland running through my veins. Love it. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've just about hit the hour on the green hour. I think so. I, as as we've discussed before, we're not allowed to go over the hour. Um, we can't. We're not allowed. As mandated by uh, Man ourselves. Dated. Kurt Mandated. And Stu Loretti. This has been the green the green hour. Yes, it has. Uh, I don't know if we've managed this episode to actually say the name in any sort of uh, proper way. Original cap- phrasing of it? The, no, the I don't think so. I think we've... Fred, Kurt Manauer. This in past hour, you and I have both been teetering on the edge, sometimes fully in the uh, throes of some sort of epileptic seizure uh, or sort of medical emergency. Um, we're a, sort of just a, barely holding on. It's a long title. Maybe we'll yeah. just shorten it to Kurt Manfred and Stuhler Ready. Well, what's... Oh, that's a weird way to... <laughs> <laughs> you think you'd shorten it to the green hour. What's the... What's the... The green hour with... Oh, my God. So many words. To... Because the funny thing is the... the What's it called? Oh, my God. It's uh, an iambic pentameter? Or we, did we just do Shakespeare? I don't know. We may have. Uh, to be or not to be, the green hour with Kurt Frame. Blah, 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 blah. See, can't say it. Exactly. What's what do you call it when you take a bunch of words and then you scram together just using the first letter of each word? An acronym. It's the, an acronym. The acronym of this one would still be like very lengthy. Yeah. To to still. Well, you'd say the letters, but yeah, sure. All right, folks. Well, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to tweet MySpace us. Hit us up AOL. ICQ. Um, if you want to Venmo us any money, we are both poor.